Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisor Southeast Asian Podcast. Gwen here, and today I'm with a licensed financial planner who specializes in customizing personal financial portfolios based on her clients' existing and targeted goals. Please help me welcome Celine Kaur. Hi, Celine. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Wen. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're here today with me. I'm excited to chat to you about like all of the things that you've went, uh, that is happening in your own business and particularly how you started and why you started. So let's jump right in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> I actually wanted to ask, like, how long have you been in the financial advice industry? Okay. In fact, I'm holding a two professional certificates, which is, um, you know, accountant and also licensed financial planner. So my first career was, in fact, in the accounting service industry. Mm, I yeah. work in, yeah, I work in the corporate sector for almost 17 years. Oh. So, yeah, being in the big four accounting firm and also the Fortune's 500 companies, mm, I serve as a financial controller. And uh, my greatest achievement previously was being assigned for the Southeast Asia Regional Transformations and also restructuring corporate exercise. Whereas at the same time, I'm also um, involved in the financial planning for almost 10 years where I run in parallel. So meaning that I started to get my financial planning license while I actually in fact in a corporate because I wish I so eagerly that I could exploring to understand the market situations and also the financial literacy. Mm, wow. And how, like, why did you decide to jump all in in the financial advice industry as a licensed financial planner? Well, I'm the eldest sibling in the family. Mm. I came from northern of Malaysia, mm. um, where I moved to KL City, where I'm working now. And I really wish and hope that I can support my family for the financial living. And I have a mission. I, to work, you know, I hope that to work hard and also must achieve my dreams faster enough before my parents getting older. My personal experience where one unfortunate day, you know, my father diagnosed with cancer, mm, yeah. where I lost, I totally feel pain. And I really cannot do much to support. So we have to arrange father to go for the semi-government hospital for the treatments. So that is where that, you know, my strong, passionate desire feeling starts. I really, I'm thinking that I must help as many people in the financial planning as possible. Yes, definitely. Because I remember, like, because my husband as well lost both of his parents to cancer at mm -mm. the same year. And mm -mm. he remembered that because his parents didn't really have insurance back then, uh, it was very difficult for them because, uh, like, I think two of his 
siblings were still in college uh, and there was no one else to support his siblings. So they ended up that they had to stop school and they had to mm-hmm. work full time. Um, and the, the, the only good thing there was that like people came um, from each direction to help. So like their friends, uh, their, their family members, they all pitched in to help with the expenses but the fact remained that um, it was very difficult for them to grieve because they were still worrying about their finances. And I guess most of the what I hear from most of the financial advisors is they actually have this kind of story where um, just like you, they didn't want other people to experience that that kind of um, hardship that we went through um in in the past and i definitely agree um it's it's a really good cause to help other people and so now fast forward you've helped so many of your clients with their financial goals but uh, as i mentioned earlier you are helping both um personal and um or no i mean private and business clients so what made you uh decide to like target on both of these um client base instead of just picking business because you mentioned that you're you you're handling um business clients as well right aside from the personal ones what's the difference between the two in terms of how you approach the financial advice Mm, cool. In fact, um, it's, uh, I would say it's really thanks for my previous uh, past experience in my accounting. So uh, at this moment, what I do is that I'm providing an added value service to my client because for the financial, in fact, is um, handling also taking care for both sides. So most of my client, they are, in fact, they are entrepreneurs. So oh. they do running for their business as well. So for the business, I can advise them in terms for their financial, for their accounts, how is it, whether is it healthy, whether they're facing any of the cash flow situations. Because this pandemic, uh, corporate, they really need, you know, sustainability business. So they need a good cash flow. And mm, yeah. in terms for their personal, so personal, they need to plan their financial well as well. So in fact, both of this, is actually interrelated because those are their directors that withdrawn the salary also coming from company. So from there, I can plan for their personal in terms of their goals, whereby for their educations, for their asset management, or even for yeah. their retirement planning, this is running as a both sides as well. Oh, that's really awesome. And and so you are um, handling your clients like overall financial health. So do, like, do you have like a set of program for them to get into or is this an ongoing advice? Yeah, this is this ongoing advice. So it depends on the, my client interests. So basically, you know, like uh, I would say, I have a different category of my client. Like for mm. those, they are working group. Definitely, uh, I would say their employment. Employment, yes, I can re- plan for their target. What is their targets? You know, usually are those of the millennium, it's more easier. So because they are the people that they fresh graduate, 
they don't have a directions, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to manage their financial. So this is where I started to tell them to define with your goal, what do you want to achieve? So this is where I started to help them to create their financial planning in terms for their saving plan. And then, yeah, for those for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, basically, they are more concerned. They will, you know, put, I would say, most of their money in their company, in their company. Or yeah. even they will seek for their loan, you know, this and that, or maybe get some support, you know. So basically, their mindset, they will briefly put 100% their money in the company. So we need to tell them what is the difference, how you need to work well. In terms of the company, you really need to think on what is the good or best approach for the business model. How is it you should be running to run for your business in terms of your employer, you know, uh, as employee for your people and then to provide them with the good training approach, the cultures and then and uh, how does it work well so that you have more revenue generations. So from here, they have a better in terms of their cash flow. So at the same time, they are really, really transparent. They are very good at telling me, you know, share with me what is their salary skill, how much they've been paid, and whether they receive dividends. So from here, I know their family background and whether they are one person as a director or they are even as a couple. So I know their financial, uh, I would say, their living as well, financial expenditure. So this is where that, you know, I plan for them, customize for them, what is their directions, how to achieve their goal. All right, that's awesome. And hmm. But I'm curious about this because you mentioned that for entrepreneurs, they're more um, transparent with how, like, with where their money is going or where it's coming from. But I do notice that um, there are personal or private clients that don't really like to disclose <laughs> much of their expenses like some of um where the money is coming in and how it's going out how do you um penetrate that like inhibition to share about how their money flows when they're you know when they're not very keen to share at the beginning okay well i think um really thanks for the trust being built and also um my professions, I would say basically because of my professions, I've been uh, 17 years as an accountant and also mm. been a financial controller and also because of my you know profile as in the Southeast Asia regional transformations for the restructuring of the corporate exercise. And um, I noticed a lot of entrepreneurs, honestly, they tell me they really don't know how to manage their finance. Mm. And uh, this is where, how is it that when we speak, definitely is a one-to-one -one approach. So basically, one-to-one -one approach, it does help a lot. So I do that with a different two, uh, different manners. I would say, if I do the sharing through the seminar, then I will provide like a literacy, financial literacy knowledge. I share with them how and what to do, you know. And whereas if the one-to-one -one approach, definitely most of my clients, they are willing to share where is their finance stance, how they spend their money, then and then how much they how much do they have and where do they invest their money. So this is where they tell me, they'll share with me. Uh, all right, that's good because um, I do know like some 
financial advisors have had a hard time like getting the nitty-gritty details of their um, clients' um, financial history because some of them are not very um, open with with their financial advisor. So I guess it's just that you really have to build that trust. And in, in your case, you've already built your credibility as a financial advisor. So it's easier for your clients to trust you mm-hmm. and open up to you. Right. And well, another thing is that you mentioned that you're also most of your clients or some of your clients are um, businesses and entrepreneurs. And I know that a lot of financial advisors that are out there, um, especially those who are starting out, but would like to branch out and have clients such as these, like the ones from um, businesses and entrepreneurs. How were you able to um, attract those kinds of, of clients? Okay. First, we as a licensed financial planner, we need to take a proactive approach. So... Uh, in fact, I'm quite active. I join uh, some of the seminars. You know, mm-hmm. I invest myself uh, constantly in the learning. I will say by attending different courses. And uh, I learn together with them. I join with them. And then we involve like, you know, uh, those of the classes like uh, two days, three days. Mm-hmm. So we work as a team. And then, and then this is where that, you know, we get to know each other's. And definitely it doesn't mean that maybe one time or two time you get to know you again the trust. So mm-hmm. people like you need time, you know, so that people can understanding you and you also de- understand them what they are doing. Then, you know, try to, um, assist them to help them to solve their problem, to give you, um, to give them our professional advice. So this is slowly, it takes times. So this is where that, you know, we slowly build our relationship, we build our trust, and uh, this is where we started, yeah. All right. So you started with, like, networking with, Mm. um, your, like, with a prospective client, and then you build that, um, a strong professional relationship with them so that they will be able to see, um, you how you work as a financial advisor and that's really great so i i understand that it really takes a while and you have to be patient um mm-hmm. when building these kinds of networks um because it's important to gain someone's trust especially for entrepreneurs right like i know that like most if not all of them are um really want to look for a, a person that they can trust for their finances because that is their business and as you mentioned earlier like most of them like a lot or like a big chunk of their finances are geared towards their their business so it's very important for them to um to get to work with somebody that they completely trust right mm, yes that's true mm. But, um, and so in this case, like, how are you, uh, acquiring new clients now? Do you still do marketing or, um, I know that for some people, they just rely on referrals. So which would you prefer or which do you get the most of your clients 
now, especially the pandemic. Okay. Oh, this pandemic. Okay. Uh, during this time or this period, in fact, um, I started to share my, I would say, my expertise, my knowledge, and then I provide them with the value-added service, you know. Mm-hmm. I share with them, uh, like last year, I make a phone call with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, whereas this year, I think basically, I spend most of my time in the, for the Zoom meeting, you know, we schedule one-to-one meeting. And then, yeah, uh, in fact, I'm using my assisting friends. I will say my friends, my approach. So those are friends that we get to know and that we've been get along. So this is where I started and this is where I start involving and uh, we speak to each other. Mm-hmm. So um, this is, yeah, mm, I'm using this way. Whereas for the social media, so I now starting to explore and how should I share? In fact, I uh, started uh, using, you know, like a TikTok service. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I shared with them. So, basically, maybe for next approach could be using a Facebook marketing. So, yeah, to provide them with some of the financial knowledge. Yep. Oh, that's very interesting, mm-hmm. Celine. You're actually the mm-hmm. first financial advisor that I've spoken to <laughs> over this podcast who's utilizing TikTok. And that's very interesting <laughs> because, um, well, I know that most are, or there are some financial advisors out there who are actually very shy to be in front of, of the camera and taking um, videos of themselves. But so you're actually... Um, providing like your expertise and like taking a video of yourself oh yes you're right uh, <laughs> last year for the first mco you know this is why i started to learn uh tiktok so mm. in fact i have a recorded like a 40 tiktok yeah so to do some of the short sharing then uh just before i had this meeting with you um uh, this morning i just went to my friend's office so I mm. we just do some of the video <laughs> recording. Mm. So we do some of the approach like interactions. So I'm yeah. trying to do a different approach of the manner and see how you know we can share this uh, experience. You know this manner with uh, you know like nineties and uh, you know two thousand the millennium people. You know they are young, so they love TikTok so much. So now <laughs> we yeah. also have to take a different approach. You know adapt to the markets as well. Hmm. Oh, that's very interesting because mm. like. I actually would have would love to try mm. TikTok. I haven't. I don't have an account yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Yeah, so I can't figure it out. But I know that it's um, it's a booming social media. And you're right. You like if a financial advisor wants to, you know, get ahead and like mm. be in the minds of especially millennials. Um, it's very important to learn about um, TikTok in particular because it's, um, I think it's it's the app that everyone goes to, right, right now for entertainment, especially during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. so that's very interesting. Like, how do you, like, what is your, the, the format of your, um, the videos that you do? Is it like just, um, because I've seen some of these TikTok videos, like, they're just, doing some actions and there's just captions of what they want to to um relay the the message Uh, but there are also some who i don't know like 
dubbed. Like it's not their voice, but <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't figure yes, it out. I can, so I can how do you like? How do you uh, approach it right now? I, I can truly understand how's the situation. How you're feeling? That's where <laughs> where I'm in as well. You know, it. That's true. TikTok is for those of people you don't know how and what to do. You must fast. You must first that to involve yourself in. You know you have to try and error. So in fact, like mm. you know, I've been did that. You know, for forty video short video clips already. So this is where you know, uh, I do that video clip. It was like talking. You know, like sharing. I just speaking in mm. France. You know, and I just talk. You know. So this is where it's like talking to myself. You know. But yeah. I don't know whether people like it or not, so we can really see the response. But in fact, I can share honestly. Financial is not the people's first choice, or even that they could be picked. But you know, my passions. You know, I did many many things like for sharing. You know, this is a TikTok I did um for sh- for sharing. It's just a like knowledge sharing. So now mm. I try. I'm trying the another approach by acting. You know, but. With my friends, that's why I went mm-hmm. to my friend office. You know, um, we work together. The video clip, you know, like interactions. You know, like you know, like an actor and actress. You know, what facing? Yeah. What is the problem that you're facing? How can I help you? You know, that kind of thing. So this is well. Now I trying to transition to using that different manner of the, this approach. So this is the TikTok that where I'm involving. So um. Last year, I also involved. I also do a YouTube sharing, but YouTube, mm. I do a different approach. YouTube is that I visit my friends, you know, office, meaning that mm. I interview the corporate. I interview my uh my friends, those they are entrepreneurs. That can be they're mm. doing the business. That can be they're in the charity. They can be in the mm. beauticians line. You know, different industry. So I interview them. What are you doing? You know, what is the financial? We can help you as well. So this is I do different approach. Mm, all right, and that's that's awesome. And I'm I hope that the people who are listening to this right now would be able to um, take your lead on this and try to share what they know in TikTok as well, because I I know that it's going to be very helpful, especially for the young adults who really love to watch TikTok. At least there's some content in the TikTok interwebs out there that are very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have to take yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I should, I should. <laughs> I should check out your videos and I but mm. I have to like create my very own TikTok account first. Yeah, but, sure. So this first is very interesting because yeah, yeah. Yeah. First thing is that we have to choose our language. Which one is the most mm. preferably and uh, which directions you want to go and uh, which language is your most comfort language, you know? For myself, mm. uh I I chosen the uh my mother language, you know. Why I chose that? Because uh, currently, those entrepreneurs that I'm involved in, the people that I'm meeting, they are more mm. towards like, uh, I would say, the 80 generations or 90 generations. So those are the people they are speaking our mother, mother tongue or language. So um, I would say Mandarin, you know. So this is where mm. that, you know, uh, I'm using this language uh, to have uh, my first approach uh, close to them. Mm. Depend. Oh, it depends. I so I do have my friends because they are in the business sector. Their targeted audience 
they are looking for Malay, you know. Because Malaysia, we have a majority, they are Malay. So they're speaking in Malay as well. So it depends mm. which one you prefer. Ah, mm. oh, yeah, because you guys are also multilingual uh, because yes, of the different exactly. cultures. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that's very uh, that's a, a really good strategy as well to niche into like a particular language. Because I remember um, there was... Like um, I actually started a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I think last year. It was last mm-hmm. year, and I was wondering if I should start it in English, or if I should start it in my mother tongue because mm-hmm. I'm actually not very good at <laughs> speaking in my mother tongue, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, so I tried like making a video in English, and I also tried making a video in um, my mother tongue, and so mm-hmm. there was one comment in. Actually, there was a few. There was a few who commented on my mother tongue videos that they mentioned that it's really helpful that they get to see more um, YouTubers um, providing financial advice, at least general financial advice, in their mother tongue because it's mm-hmm. easier for some people to understand uh, the concepts. Yeah, mm. when it's in their mother tongue, so that actually really encouraged me, and so that's. Mm. Really good strategy because you know that um, the people who you actually want to help and maybe want to be your client in the future are mm-hmm. actually looking at and listening or watching your videos because it's very digestible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yep. I wonder now. So now that it's the new normal, right? So mm-hmm. there's still like we don't see any change in how things are going anytime soon. How are you adjusting to the work from home um, process? Because like, I know that there are uh, news that this is going to be what's uh, the setup for years and years to come. Like it's going to be a hybrid of working from the office and working from home. So I'm wondering, Celine, if you've um, aced that part of the new normal, uh, being able to work from home quite efficiently. Oh, yes. In fact, I believe that, you know, uh, yeah, last year it was our first pandemic for the MCO one. So that time is quite difficult to adapt because we used to go out frequently and meeting clients. And, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, in the office and also in the cafe mm. as well. So yeah. the sudden change for my first week, I couldn't really adapt to it. Then, yeah. Then slowly, I believe that, you know, for even this round, our Malaysian now is the MCO4. So now, basically make my time fully occupied, you know, for like this one month. And um, I what I do is that uh, schedule meeting with my friends, you know, then uh, we also have a lot of planning to do. I would say the planning is in fact in the social media planning, how we should do next, you know, like uh, Facebook marketing, you know, if we, I need to do that, we need to think a lot of the preparations to plan, you know, what is the good, you know, wording, you know, to advertise, what is the catchy words, you know, what's to share with people. All this, we need time to prepare our script as well. So, and um, and in between, 
uh, how I occupy my time is that we have a different group of people. Some of them we have a quite a frequent, you know, uh, night meeting. You know, we are mm. trying to know what happened, you know, uh, what's going on with your current, uh, this situation. Would that be impacting your business? Yeah. You know, how we can be helping each other. Then everybody uh, having a, you know, giving a chance. Then they share their thoughts, you know, and then, you know, we also can give them some of the advice, what you can do. So I think this is a quite a good approach that, you know, usually during this pandemic, we in fact should be helping each other's, you know. My yeah. approach, you know, been uh, so many years, in fact, I really focus on the value added service to my client where I provide, you know, them some of the uh, my advice, you know, in the accounting sector or even in the financial sectors, you know, those of uh, sharing that how I can help you, what you can do, how you can plan your corporates as well as for your financial interns for your personal goal as well. So, you know, like this pandemic, I believe that a lot of our friends, you know, that they can really see that they're facing like a cash flow positions. Uh, they lost their income. They lost their career. They have a pay cut in the salary. They got a retrenchment. Then some of them, they say that their business sustainability for their cash flow probably can last for like three or six months. Previously, I remember last year when I shared in the seminar, I told them that in the normal circumstances, you should have like six months for your cash flow for a healthy position yeah. for the company. But last year when I was on the stage, I told them, guys, you know, you need to have at least nine months, nine months healthy situation for last year to overcome your your situation for last year, for the full year of the financial until year end. So it seems that now it's more than nine years. So what I'm sharing my friends currently is that now look, you need to start to think about for your passive income. You need to think and generate for your active passive income when you're retired. Let's just say today is a pandemic time. They come in and yeah. then now you are at the age of 55 or 60. You know, you're thinking that I've been tiring for running all my business. You know, uh, you have been, uh, you know, what you should do next. Or uh, Probably you are under employment. Do you think that now is a good time for you to retire? You can say, yes, I would like to yeah. retire. I want to start to withdraw from my, my, you know, my investments that I've been putting in, you know, that I would like to activate my passive income. I want to withdraw every month, you know, how much would I be getting? And I want to do something different. I want to do something more meaning, meaningful, you know, to spend off the rest of my time, you know. So this is uh, how I educate my client. Yeah, that's wonderful because, yes, I agree that there are, like a lot of people now who are actually um, struggling. So as you mentioned, like some of them had a, a pay cut, some even lost their jobs. But I'm wondering, do you also have clients who have or are actually thriving now um, because of the, of the pandemic? Yes. In fact, I do some see some of my friends uh, mm -hmm. during this pandemic. In fact, their business was running very good, running very yeah. well. And uh, this is where they do have their income, their source of the cash are coming in. So uh, some of them, uh, they are ready, in fact, you know, I mean, you know, to start, you know, to have this so-called 
this uh, passive income. So mm. I do know how, because they are my friends, they are also my client. So how they can make it differently because they change their business model, they adapt to a market situations, you know, they take this, um, you know, what we say, pandemic, in fact, is an opportunities. So yeah. we, you know, as a financial planner, you know, we do give a courage to our friends as well. So we yeah. have the persistent telling that we have should have a positive thinking. We have to work on something differently, you know, and then uh, pandemic, you know, uh, it's not that something that, you know, you, you think and you wait, you know, do nothing. In yeah, fact, we yeah. should strategize, you know, we have to do what we should restructure, what we should transform for a better. So people will think different um approach, you know. So yeah. we take the lead, you know. While people are waiting, then we should do something different. We should go beyond. So yeah. when the market is good, when the market is coming up, picking up, this is where we are today. Mm. Yeah, so that's very, that's really nice that some of them were able to um, pivot or like, change their direction or like their business model and, and think fast in order to go with the times. Um, and I guess it's something that you can share as well to your your clients, right? Who who are struggling. Like there is a chance for changing the the course of your finances. Um, if only we can, you know, restructure um how we manage our finances. This and I and I'm asking about like you know some good news because um, we always want to hear success stories as well. Hmm. Yeah. So and also like I wanted to ask, do you regularly meet with your clients throughout the year? Well, uh, basically, um, before that, for definitely we need some of the following up. You know. Then probably you need a different or maybe few times, uh, share with them, meeting with them. Then once uh they become our client, um, I'll give them uh updates in betweens, and then I'll meet them at least uh twice a year. Oh, that's good. So so how like so you guys have a set of of plan in place, and then what you do on succeeding like meetings or meetups is just to um follow up with them if how they're doing with the plan Mm -mm. yes Mm. Mm. all right that's wonderful so um but do they like do some of your clients actually ask for more um appointments with you throughout the year oh sure definitely in fact, I don't fix. I don't fix like maybe we need to meet like one time or two times. You know, mm. um, I'm quite I would say flexible, uh, because my client they are coming from a different region, so different states. I need to you know accommodate for their time as well. So we respect mm, yeah. each others. We give each others a priority. So if I travel to their area or their cities. For sure, I will give them an advance notice that I'll be there. You know, are you keen or are you free to meet up? Or else if they come, you know, come over, definitely, uh, we are feel free to meet up as well. Or even like during this pandemic, what we do is that we are having a, you know, online meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is what we do. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm. And I guess now, um, because of the pandemic, like Zoom is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I, 
for people, uh, for your clients, especially who are um, from another state or for, are far away from you, you can just go ahead and catch up with them using Zoom now. Mm-hmm. Because yes. yeah, like before, right? Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never really used Zoom on client meetings. Before that, no. Only started yeah. last year. Last year. Last year, we started to have this Zoom meeting with my yeah. client. And also this last year, because of pandemic, we started to have Zoom meeting to have share, uh, to share this approach, um, financial approach. Yeah, right. And which one do you prefer? Do you prefer um, meeting with your clients face-to-face or do you like the Zoom setup for client meetings? For me, now both also good for me. Both also mm. quite equal good for me because uh, I see that, you know, uh, in a Zoom meeting, you know, sometimes I can do uh, like couple or sibling. Mm-hmm. We do that, so, you know, if they have any of the questions, also easier for me. I also can share the files. It's more, mm. uh, I would say more effective, more effective. Yeah. So once done's ready, then our next meeting, then we schedule that, you know, okay, let's just say that when our, our MCO is lift up, then we already quickly schedule a meeting for meeting out and then we already get the document signed. Mm. Ah, so we really created right. the trust. We really created the trust, and also we really created the support. You know, we have created the you know those of the um I will say the bonding and also the understanding of the contents. You know what we've been sharing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree because um, and you're right. So Zoom is actually beneficial for meeting with clients if you have files that like you want to send them through, but it's also important that you keep um, a physical meeting with them so that you can actually catch up. And I guess there's something about meeting face-to-face that it's actually easier to um, explain things to your clients, right, um, than in, in Zoom meetings. And you, you also get to feel um, how your clients are feeling uh, yes. because you're able to see them yeah yes, right exactly. you also can see their reactions you know <laughs> yeah 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 so um, how they are and, and it builds that relationship further with your client so yes I think I agree now because before um, I, I thought like hey zoom is really working well um, and I I know some of the the financial advisors that I've talked to um, actually prefer doing Zoom calls because it saves them time on the commute. But now that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking to you, I realize that it is, um, I think it's more beneficial to do like a hybrid type of meetings, like do Zoom meetings for, for say meeting number one and then do like an in-person meetings for like, um, or at least for like catch-up meetings, right? Like yep. um, checking mm-hmm. how the clients are doing and more on the chit-chatty type. But when it comes down to like a business meeting, Mm-mm. like Zoom would be good. So you can actually share files and do a presentation, right? Mm-mm. So yes, yeah, something that we get to realize in conversation. So thank you so much for that one, Celine. So we're almost to a close with our podcast today. Mm-hmm. But before we end it, I'd like to ask if there's uh, an advice that you've received in the past that you think would be very beneficial for upcoming financial advisors. My thought is the advice that I'm going to give is that believe in yourself, 
deliver with values creation service to the customer. We have to be patient, you know. Together, we as a licensed financial planner throughout this South East Asia platform, I sincerely hope that we can really make it happen to change the world, become, have more people awareness and also realizing their dreams in their financial planning. All right. Yes, mm. definitely. And I hope that more and more financial advisors um, are keen to get that um, purpose for uh, or, or the mission in life as financial advisors. So thank you so much, Celine, for coming onto the show. I really loved chatting with you today. Most welcome. It's my honor. I'm really so thankful, you know, for your invitations. I'm so happy. Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much. Have a good one, Celine. Have a good day. Thank you.